Honey, you're ruining our kids. The parenting podcast from an Irish man abroad. It's all about helping you with this challenge of raising kids. I am a stand-up comedian and Tina is a child development expert with more than 20 years of experience in the business. There's absolutely zero judgment here and everyone does it their own way. Well, at the end of the day, you have to do what suits your family. And I'm just here to try and help them. you got to come down to the level and give them a chance. You gotta give them a warning and say, that is not okay what you did. Here's what's gonna happen next. Yeah, it sounds a lot like our relationship. <laughs> Jar, if you do that again, <laughs> there's gonna be no basketball for the rest of the week. If you're listening to this now on Monday morning, so are we. Because <laughs> we're late doing it. It's kind of mad weekend it's been. <laughs> How was your weekend? I hope you had a good one. I hope things are going well for you. I know that this first term back at school with kiddos, whether it's their first time in school mm. or secondary school, school very tough term teammate I have to say I feel so bad for anyone who has more than one kid because I am so tired and I'm only managing one child in mm. the morning I'm like really we got to get up at six now six o'clock it's too, too early. early no yeah it's a reason for moving closer to your school if you yeah can. we're gonna do that we're gonna move closer to the school <laughs> just so we can avoid but you a grew sing- up opposite your school like, I, did. I was so envious of those kids that would just rock in their pajamas basically <laughs> <laughs> well yeah well i wasn't allowed to go until like two minutes before school started so you weren't allowed to leave the house yeah until two minutes tonight yeah because in my old be hanging around yeah loitering and- Actually, you the minute you got to school there, you had to line up. So the earlier you got there, the longer you spent lining up. Tina's been complaining about being tired all day yesterday, <laughs> even though I was the one that ran 31 kilometers. I ran a three quarters marathon. I watched. And Tina watched it. <laughs> and I mean, she was exhausted. OK. I didn't to... quite understand how it's more exhausting <laughs> to watch. To be fair to me, I am having a flare at the moment and I'm struggling with my pain management. And I am sorry. It. I'm sure it's very annoying. <laughs> it's very annoying for Jarla because you're. It's. I just can't get over these runners. Like yesterday, because I'm in the mid flare, I'm standing there watching all these people running around. I was like, "How the fuck are they doing this? How are they not was sore?" Convinced they were all on drugs. And I think they're I was all on just drugs. Like they're not. They're not. They're like I thought drugs. about this during the night. A lady finished doing the Terminator run. Yeah, she finished. She's just really fit. 31 kilometres and she can still run like the Terminator. Tina, you just don't understand when you don't have kids (laughs) (laughs) and all you've got is your runs in the evening and you're just pocketing in the good food into you, going for naps, getting to bed early. That Terminator lady, this is all she's got. So she's not juggling spinning plates. She's a runner. Well, I was standing beside a very tired mom yesterday when Terminator Lady came through and she was juggling two very cranky kids who were who just kept saying, but where is that? And she was and then the mom started off going, we're here to cheer him on. This is something your father loves to do. And by the end of it, she's saying that. Yeah. By the end, like 20 minutes later, she was like, I don't know where he is. Like, why is he taking so long? (laughs) And he's out there busting his bollocks trying to get back as quick as he can. And then this Terminator Lady runs through and I just looked at them mom and we just both shared that look of what the hell is going on <laughs> come on there's well, other people zombieing through not knowing where dad is i just see in the notes here you've written down little girl who went missing in new york found safe how yeah. little was this girl why have you put that in the notes well first of all because it's a good story when do we hear of little girls going missing I've and heard actually little, i heard of a little boy in the <laughs> 90s who went missing in what? new york 
and he wound up staying in a oh, big hotel and solving a bunch of crimes that took place. Okay, Jeremy. He was lost in New York. Like he wasn't just missing, he was lost. This is not funny. This little girl went camping with her parents and Where? she was in New York. How do you go camping in New York mm. in Central Park? Like what's going on? I don't know. I should have written down yeah. a few more details. But um, it was actually my friend Kathy who lives in England who was telling us about right. it in a WhatsApp group. A mom's they WhatsApp. They go camping. Group. They go camping and Wake she, up in the morning. she's gone. The little girl's gone. I think she's like nine. And they luckily, he left fingerprints on something. What? They found her so fast. Who left fingerprints? The guy who took her. So somebody yoinked the kid? Oh yeah, somebody yoinked her. Oh and my they found God. her in his house. He had put her in a press, a cupboard. Mm. But she was found. I thought it was a good story. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> when do we ever hear about kids being found? We don't. They, they go left. missing and they're done, done. There's so many issues with this story. First of all, the camping in New York. Who goes camping anyway? I'm sorry. Crazy you, people. But New York is a funny one. Maybe like, they were from New York. And if they're out camping, what are the fingerprints left on? The this... tent? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the details. I should have read. But you know what? I don't understand people who go camping. I really don't. Do you remember I would never sleep. how often kids, this is in my new show, Your Man, the stand-up show that I'm touring at the moment. Uh, I don't want to do too many shouts out for this, but the fact is it's the biggest thing our family has ever done. Yeah, and it's the reason Shepherd's we're so Bush. tired. <laughs> <laughs> Shepherd's Bush Empire just went on sale on Friday. Yeah, that's If you're cool. listening in England, uh, biggest Get tickets, ever they're played. nearly all gone. But one, so. of the, one of the jokes in it is about how often you used to get lost as a kid. Yeah, big time. You're like, where am I? Yeah. And nobody was watching you. Yeah. So you'd have to figure out your way home. Yeah, we were. Gotta, yeah. Gotta figure this out. I got I'm lost. lost. A lot. Where did you get lost? Well, no, I got lost with my mom a lot. <laughs> we got lost from her. Like no, she with her. With her? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We got lost in Northampton when we lived there for hours. Oh, I remember hours. the story. But, you know, we were at the zoo on Saturday. Yeah. And I was in the toilet and I could hear her mom briefing a child and what to do when they got lost if no like honestly she had and i came out and she was attaching a special bracelet to her that had her name and an alarm on it and was like when you get lost now there this is how yeah. people will know to get you back to me and i was like when she gets lost yeah and she was like three like, three or four i was like why do you think she's gonna get lost the kid <laughs> yeah i was like put a, put one of those things on her I mean, what are they called? Leads. We used to have one for Mikey because he was a runner. The leads. The dog lead on your kid. Mm. I'm telling you, we've got three banging questions for you. We yeah. need you to keep emailing in your questions. It is the lifeblood of the show. Yeah. Now, a lot of the questions, Tina will just answer if you don't want them to be on air. That's cool. Yeah, we get a lot of those. It's obviously totally but anonymous. This is the first time I've actually been caught up yeah. on, so I hope. <laughs> keep them coming in. Honey, you're ruining our kid at gmail.com. All of the emailers remain anonymous. No problem too big, no problem too small. It's honey, you are ruining our kid at, at gmail.com. The link is in the info. We did an appeal for people with only children yeah, a while ago. We got some really lovely emails in from those people. They're all having a very nice life. <laughs> <laughs> schools of all sorts yes. uh, for years and years yeah. and you would have seen kids hit each other in class yeah yeah and you would have had to pull kids off each other right violence among kids is not unusual is what i'm saying 
No, yeah. And yeah, there are times when, you know, in the yard, especially in the playground, when, yeah, you would have to physically Mm. take kids away from each other. So in that way, when people email in and our next email is about this Mm -hmm. and they're reluctant to say that this is happening. Yeah. It's mad because it's like it's so frequent, right? That like. Well, their impulse control is not good. So when they lose their temper, they tend to act out. It's not that there's badness in them. They're just reacting Mm. without considering hang on a second i'm losing my temper here yeah yeah yeah. so this person's really worried though and this is when it uh gets to the point where it's like there's no reasoning with them like Mm. when i'd be interested to hear when you've seen that in school when they just continually do it what do you do that's what this mom is getting in touch with. She says, hi, Tina and Jar. Absolutely love the show. And I've never emailed in before, but I really need help. I'm at my wits end, she says. I have a five-year-old girl and a four-year-old son. My daughter is horrible to him for sometimes no reason at all. Mm. Or others, it's just because he's taken something from her, etc. She will kick, bite and push him. I'm always telling her off and saying, stop hurting your brother but nothing's working Mm. any advice please also she's just been told off for hurting her brother in the garden i told her to get inside to go to her room she wouldn't so i had to chase her around the garden to get her hand to get her inside and she said to me to get off me or i'll bite you and she just had the most horrendous attitude calling me an idiot storming upstairs banging her feet and slamming her door really loudly on purpose and when i'm telling her off she just ignores me and when i say do you understand she ignores me nothing's working she says tina this is a horrible attitude that this kid has she says she's told she's been told off i'm just at my wits end i'm crying my eyes out she Mm. listens to her dad better than me which is an interesting little side note Mm. At the end, well, what's the first thing you say there to you? Well, first thing is, I feel really bad for this mom because she's obviously feeling a little bit out of control here because this little girl is only five. Five, yeah. And you can't, when you can't control little kids like that, you're like, oh my God, you fear for the future all the time. That's always it. Yeah, what's you're like, 15 gonna look yeah, like? you're like, oh my God, she's going to get bigger and stronger and bolder. And what am I going to do? And I think it's going to be tough. My answer to this question is tough because I don't think mom's going to like it. I don't think mom's not doing a great job. Obviously, she loves her kid, but she's so busy with the two of them being so close in age that it sounds like she is giving her child all the wrong attention. Right. And that her that from what I've observed in the past, like it's hard for me to mm-hmm. be 100% yeah. on this because I'm not in the house. I'm not watching the child. But it really feels very similar to a child, loads of times I've seen it before, where the kid can only get attention from the mom, from the really busy mom, when she acts out. Mm. And acting out and hurting her brother is guaranteed attention. I mean, the chase around the garden, it's so telltale of, this is my time with my mom. The child may be enjoying it on some level. They just want the attention. If well, that's how they get it, they're happy. Let me ask you this, though, right? Because there would still be people going, no, this kid has a patience issue. Yeah. Oh, I don't argue that the kid is unhappy and has an anger issue. There's feelings of jealousy for her brother. If she's hurting her brother, definitely yeah, so it's that not relation. All... Oh, 
No, it's you, not all the mom, the, but I um, think yeah. the way the mom is handling it needs to change. Right. And that's the hardest bit because you, that mom is frazzled. Okay, well, let's get to that. Okay. But let's start with the even more common thing than the biting and the kicking. Wait your turn. Yeah. How do you teach your kid to wait until it's your turn with the red crayon? How do you model that behavior? How do you get that as part well, of the home rather than uh, grab and snatch and if mom's not here, I am going to wrestle that yeah. from your hand? Well, it's trying to allow your child to understand that you get that waiting is hard. That mm. you get, oh, I can, I know you, you need that right now, mm. don't you? And oh, it's so hard to wait, but they actually need it at the moment too. So when they're finished using it, then you can use it. But he's taking all day. I know he's taking a long time and it's <laughs> so hard, isn't it, to wait? Is there something you could be doing now while you're waiting? And then when he's finished, you can go back to that Is thing. there something you could do that could make him jealous of what you have? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is all about how you talk to them about it, because it's like you're going to have to wait. I, I feel like that is the Montessori classroom is so incredibly magic that way. Maria Montessori was so clever. There is one of every piece of equipment in the Montessori classroom. Really? You will never have a double. See, people, people, are, people do have that thing, don't they? Yeah. Some people will go, Montessori classroom is just preschool. Ugh. It's a whole oh, method of learning. Yeah, that you can do from zero again. to 18 years of age. And the classroom <clears> is equipped with these items it's all and a fully prepared environment and you will never get multiple. more than no you'll never get more than one so straight away the child learns that you have to wait and respect the other person's turn so is that an idea in terms of breeding patience in your kids stop buying one each oh absolutely i mean they should respect that the you know you shouldn't have in your house. There shouldn't be multiples just to keep your kids happy. We've all done it. We've right? all done it. We have. Don't please do not buy one. Oh, the thing that hates the thing that gets on my nerves the most though is if it's somebody's birthday and you're told and buy their siblings a present too because they all get presents and you're like, what? That's insanity. <sighs> That's not okay. But anyway, that's another day. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, look, it is <laughs> it is about just kind of empathizing with them. They're getting angry because they feel angry. They have to wait. So you can just be like, name those emotions. This little girl needs a lot of work with her emotions. Mm. So you can be like, yeah, it is hard to wait. I find it hard to wait too. Mm. It's so hard okay. to be patient, isn't right. it? Right. So let's. Also, that. you can set a timer for the other kid and say, "You've had the crayon a long time. Right. Now I'm going to have to give you so much. Like I'm going to put the egg timer on, and when it's finished, that is your turn over. So do what you can now, and your sister's going to have a turn. And then if she's taking too long, we'll glue the egg timer with her. Yeah. It needs See, to be fair. That seems fair. I'm also reminded of that uh, Instagram video of <laughs> the kid going, "Say it again." Would can I oh, the big sister, please yeah. borrow? Because we both know from being younger siblings yeah. that, oh, if you want the red crayon, I'll, I'll get you the red crayon <laughs> yeah. in my own sweet time. Yeah. So you have to protect against that too. Now let's yeah, get it to is the, modeling fairness. And let's get to the overflow, the volcano yeah. of this kid. Where do you begin when it feels like the horse is bolted? Like this mom is saying wit's end when she's saying she's crying her eyes out and yeah, my heart goes and that out is to terrible. you if you're in that yeah. situation too. No, yeah, But it like, can start to feel like you can't pull back the lens. You can't go, can we just all take a breath? Because yeah, and she's so probably constant. having feelings about her daughter. 
You know, she's probably like, you know, yeah, that's why she's thoughts. crying because yeah. she's like, why is my little girl like this? Mm, what did um, I do wrong? The four and a five year old and the mom and she mentioned the dad, they need to sit down together and talk about, you know, things in the house that make them feel unhappy and ways they can get around it. I'm not saying implementing rules or anything because this family just needs to talk. They just need to start talking to each other about the effects of behavior and allow the children to talk and even if they say some batshit crazy stuff you don't have to correct them just let them open up and chat and then they just need to start talking more about their feelings in the house and reading books about feelings and processing feelings and reflecting before bedtime on you know when you did that today it made me feel sad but when you did this I was really proud and happy of you and I'm happy that you're talking more about your feelings The mom needs to carve out, and I know this is impossible for so many moms, she needs to carve out some special mommy and little girl time together because that little girl is craving attention. I know it doesn't make sense, but she is. And she Mm. needs to feel like mommy cares about her Mm -hmm. in a positive way where it's not always just being told off. She's acting out for a reason. We don't know what the reason is. There's Maybe she is jealous of her brother. Maybe her brother's just better behaved because sometimes the younger sibling, when they have an older sibling who's a bit of a ragamuffin, they will just, you know, police themselves and try and be the good kid. So maybe he's easy. And, you know, maybe she's the only one causing trouble and but that's how she gets her attention from mommy. Also, mommy needs to practice not reacting. Mm, well, that's where I wanted to ask yeah. next, right? Because... So we've got two things so far. The first yeah. is the patience and trying to model patience yeah. and isn't it and understanding yeah. them, empathizing with the idea that isn't it hard to wait for things? Yeah, and then and maybe coming in with controls. Sure, if the little if, boy is if he's taking a wind the piss. Up merchant. Yeah. yeah, and the second thing is the meet up, the sit around the table, the agreement on what's acceptable yeah. behavior in the home. We've done this loads of times. Yeah. It works for so many yeah, people. So many people absolutely trust Tina on this. The sit down and the little work out of a very simple family constitution of yeah. what we can and can't do. I don't do. even think this family could do the rules yet mm. because they just need to start talking yeah. to each other. First re- principles. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I really get the sense that what this mom is waiting for in this answer is, but what do I do when it's happening? Yeah. What's the correct mode here well, when to, she... to uh, escape the situation or quell the anger okay so she said her daughter hurt her son in the garden right yeah and she told her daughter to go into the house and she didn't listen and she ended up chasing now what i would do in that situation is never chase you've given your daughter an instruction she has not done it okay i think sending a five-year-old to the room is a little much but i'm not in this house mm-hmm. so i don't yeah, know we don't know what she's been and pushed to yeah if that's what she said she has to follow through yeah. i understand that but if your daughter's not going to go in, what can you control there? You can control your son. You can say, right, I'm bringing him into the house. We're going to do something nice. You don't have to tell him that. You just distract him and be like, oh, I have something to show you. And she can stay in the garden, right? Because she hasn't done what you t- you've told her to do. You're not going to react to that. You're going to bring your son in and do something nice. You're not going to lock the door range and you're going to keep it that your daughter can come in. And when she comes in, you, you just go, OK, up to your room. You got to follow through. If she runs out to the garden again, that's fine. Ignore that. When she comes in, okay, it's time to go up to your room. Mm. And until it happens, but you stay calm. You are not to lose your temper. You're going to say things when she comes in. You're going to say, okay, we need to go up to your room now. 
And, you know, how many, however long you do that, I don't know. I don't really yeah. condone sending kids up to their room. Sure, but you condone the follow through yeah. on, well, what we agreed was yeah. you're going to sit here and do a think sheet yeah. or you're going to sit yeah. here. And, and, that, and for a five year old, that's a really good idea when she goes up to the room. I want you to draw a picture of what you're feeling right now what happened in the garden and how you're feeling. And then when you come back to them, you can be like, I'd like to talk about your picture with you. And then it's another time for them to open up about, well, what did happen? What made you angry in the garden? What are your feelings? And then you get a chance then to leave it in a positive and be like, I'm really happy you listened and came up to your room and I told you, thank you for drawing this picture. It helps mommy understand what you're thinking. And you end with a hug and then you go because you don't want a screaming match. You're not going to get better behavior from your child if you leave them shouting at them and screaming at them and being you know unkind to them and then being unkind to you what you want is a happy kind resolution because you want your daughter to associate the next time with well I don't need to lose my temper I can I can just say I'm feeling angry Hmm. you know they just want to feel heard so I know this isn't going to completely answer this question we'll obviously come back to more similar situations but that's the very beginning, right? Yeah. Because well, I can feel off this mom. Yeah. That she's saying what a lot of my friends have said to me when yeah. they ask me about this podcast. Like, what do I do, though, when it's constant? When yeah. it's all day, every day, I turn my back, he's battering the head over. Simple answer is stop giving the attention to the little girl. If she's biting her brother and hitting her brother, take him, distract him, take him out of the room. Don't give anything to her for it. Give him loads of attention. Bring him out of the room. You know, cuddle him, read him a book. She doesn't get attention for that. And then make sure there's parts of your day where you're like, oh my goodness, I can really notice that you're really helping your brother or you're such a good sister Mm. today. But don't give her negative attention. She's craving it. That's all she associates with mommy time at the moment. You know what you were saying about getting the... uh, dad on site there getting well I don't think he even said it but I was it was kind of implied that if you're going to do this in that last question that you have to get dad to be on site yeah actually that's good that you said that because we didn't say that yeah but you're right you know we gotta have it's easier said than done though isn't it because certainly for a time Mm. (laughs) I enjoyed being Mikey's best pal yeah. And you were the cops. We were the gringos trying to get away with mad shit all the time. Oh, look, you know, I'm not generalizing, but I kind of am going to generalize. <laughs> we went to zoo on Saturday and there were so many dads on dad dates mm. with their kids. Like yeah. so many everywhere. I was like, oh. Dad dates with other dads <laughs> yeah. who were kids climbing and like, over them. It was like, we do not judge we do not judge parents, but oh, I saw some kids getting away with mad shit at the yeah, zoo. And they knew it. They knew. Oh, my God. And the dads like totally couldn't parent them. And I was like, how can you stop, have a three? <laughs> how can you have a three year old and still not be able to just get down to their level and say, this is not OK. You know, you're not allowed to do this. Stop mm, doing this. This was the extent of it. Here. Now. OK, we're uh, going home. That's mad. No. <laughs> Come off that. Come off that. You know, you're not allowed on that. Um, I'm feeding you to the lines. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> They're not listening to yeah, that. Yeah, I saw a dad say to his kid, that's it, we're going home. And then I passed them and he was buying our ice cream. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. you And God. that definitely was my parenting style for yeah. a while. It is funny because you kind of have to get 
into your partner's head with her because it's not always the dad. Yeah. Because there's stay at home dads who mom arrives back from work mm-hmm. and she's a hero. She's back. And, yeah. and, you, and you can feel then as the partner, well, I can't really encroach on that. He only gets to see his dad so much. Yeah. But I don't want to take away the specialness of that. And yeah. I know that you cut me a lot of slack because I was away a lot at the time. Yeah. How do you communicate to your partner that it's going to be better if we're all on the same page and we're both authority figures? Well, I think you actually just have to have that open conversation. I mean, you have to sit them down and go, I'm finding it really hard and I need you to have my back. Mm. Like, it's not actually helping my parenting when you go off and just do whatever you want when I'm trying to implement something here. And you bring up stay-at-home dads and actually... From what I've seen with stay-at-home dads, they're actually even tougher on themselves than stay-at-home mm. moms. Mm. Like I've known a lot of stay. Why do you say that? Well, I've lo- known a lot of stay-at-home dads who take the responsibilities so serious, like taking care of the house, trying to keep up to these standards that they know that their the wife or mother of their child would do if she was home. That they've I've seen dads have to get go into like uh, respite. For a week. What? Like they, yeah, I had one dad who had to go and get help because he was trying so hard to do everything that he actually ran himself into the ground. He needed a week in one of those care facilities, you know, where you go and get a bit of pampering. I look, I know that happened. <laughs> yeah. But how many moms need that? Oh, absolutely. And aren't going. Sure, I'm forever saying, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. And mom, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, Oh there God. I am feeling I sorry the for the dad. Guy. Yeah, like, there I am. There oh I am feeling sorry for him. Until you said <laughs> that. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, Respect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> the dad needs. I think his wife was a Queen's Council or something. Like she had a proper, crazy, stressed out job. Yeah, yeah. 24-7. And never the off. kids were so, well, they were so good in my class anyway. I don't know. You never know what they're like outside of school. Ooh. But uh, you're right. Like how many times have we passed the hospital? And I've been like, God, I'd love a week in there. I used to, before I had Mikey, always get a week or two in hospital. And the thing is, when you become a mom, you just don't allow your body to do that anymore. Mm. You just don't. Like, even when I'm really sick, I'll be like, oh, I'll be grand. Because you, you just... incredible power to push through. I would but say it's that not if you are smart. in this position... That dad was smart. Mm. It's if, not smart what I'm doing. If you are in this position, though, as the, the knowing, listening to this, there's a lot of dads who listen, yeah, we get that it. I am not on the same page as my wife mm. and I am very much the outlaw with my kids and we're trying to get away with getting as much stuff into the trolley or having the yeah. crack as much as possible. One thing that you need to stop doing as that dad is bitching about your <laughs> wife behind her back <laughs> to the kids. Yeah, you don't think like, that happens. She's such pain, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that, do you? Never. Like I have had times where, you know, our boy has tried to give out about you and I've had to pull him up on it. We don't talk about it. Daddy's got to run this marathon. (laughs) 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 One thing that uh, Mikey and I do tend to roll our eyes about a tiny bit is your number of phobias, which leads right in to our next question Tina has a many phobias don't bring them up (laughs) I won't Uh, but I was standing in for Sean Moncrief last week and we had a really fun chat with an exterminator about the bedbug situation in Paris oh the bedbugs this has just added a whole hour to me trying to get to bed at night now this is a four year old that is extremely concerned about the bedbugs I have no idea what to do with this this parent says 
maybe you can help. This is an SOS with a crying face on yeah. it. My four-year-old is scared of bugs. During the day, it's an inconvenience at best. If a spider or an ant is near him, he'll just yell and run away. <laughs> very much like you, Tina. Hey, I'm, very, I'm the brave one. <laughs> no big deal. But at night, he started waking up with night terrors about bugs. He's convinced they're in his room, on his body, on his hands, flying around the He's place. right. <laughs> they are he wakes up screaming the poor lad yeah. and when I tell you I've never heard anything like these oh, screams no. during the night that's awful the first night it happened I basically levitated out of my bed yeah. because it sounded like he was being murdered <laughs> the most blood curdling screams you've ever heard in your life get the guards called to your house for these oh, no. screams I wonder has he seen arachnophobia or something anyway I go in there over and over again but he will not settle or go back to bed this goes on all night whoa this is severe okay many hours and into the morning with no resolution this kid must be exhausted he's probably Mm. seeing bugs he's so tired at this point i've tried everything i can think of telling him they're not real turning the lights on to show him the room i even bought a lavender pillow spray and told him it was a magic bug spray always worth a go sprayed that around the room let him spray it nothing has worked now I work during the day and my husband, oh, sorry, I was going to say she now took a job during the day. <laughs> she says, no, I work during the day and my husband works midnight shift. So I'm seriously burning the candle at both oh ends God, here. Oh God, the poor woman. I'm She's going so tired. without sleep, sometimes days at oh a time. Oh my goodness, this is super this, serious. I'm at a loss. He's terrified. I'm exhausted. Does anyone know what you do in this situation? I know it's just a phase. I hate when people say that. It's just a phase. It'll be fine. You're like, in the meantime, I've got to live through that phase. Yeah. She says, I'm desperate to help him and myself get some sleep. Right. I mean, oh, my goodness. The poor child, first of all. The poor mother, but the poor child. Like, my advice, I always, when I go to say it, I'm always like, this can't be what you're going to say, Tina. But Gerald is shaking his head. But what I'm going to say is, Embrace it. Embrace this bug thing. Buy him some bug books. Buy him a bug hunting kit. Learn about bugs. Buy him those little insect plastic toys. Get the interest somewhere else. Redirect what the bug thing to something amazing. Right. So Bring him to an ant farm. We're doing with the kid that wouldn't let go of their poo. That you're showing them the pipes. You're explaining oh, yeah. plumbing. You're essentially. Yeah, weaponizing learn. their own fear yeah. against them to say, look at how fascinating yeah. these bugs look are. Look at their jobs. Why do we have bumblebees? What is their purpose? Oh, right. They actually collect the pollen and they do that thing that I can't think of right now. I should know. This pollinate. One. They pollinate other flowers and they make honey and they all have a purpose. What is the spider? What's the spider doing? What? What's the life cycle of a spider? Like, just well, learn. The purpose more. of a wasp is to be a pain in the hole. Yeah, David's no purpose like, And that would be fun one to explain yeah. to as well. I mean, I, I really think bring them to an ant farm. Bring them, get them out with the book hunting kit. Talk about them. You know, like, I re take whatever fear is there and put it to so sleep. You, you think you could turn this in a day? Well, if you he's were there. afraid. What is fear? You're afraid of the unknown. You're mm. afraid of yeah. what could happen. Yeah. Teach him about what the bugs are. Teach him, mm. like, show him, read loads of Start stories. Start an ant farm. 
<laughs> they're actually very hard to start. <laughs> Mikey told difficult. me you have to buy a very but expensive it, queen ant it's or not something. Bananas. No, well, like I Eventually. mean, she has tried a lot of stuff, but she hasn't oh, gone to God. just information. Yeah, reading about it, going and finding out about these things. You know. Bringing them to, I mean, there was a butterfly farm at our old place. It was amazing. Do you remember? Oh, I do. Yeah. yeah. Butterfly world. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's, this is a tricky one to hear because yes. this is not going to like, obviously, those blood curdling screams and stuff in the middle of the night get a huge reaction mm. and probably get loads of hugs and a lot of yeah well i mean be you okay couldn't tell her not fire. to do that because they need that but if you a natural history museum yeah i think get him out there immerse him in all yeah. this stuff show him it's not that scary maybe don't watch the david attenborough ones because i find them terrifying when he does the books why do the books have to get so big on the telly sorry <laughs> I'm just saying, don't watch David Attenborough's well, this is, this book is the thing. Other thing is like, what's your little phobia, like creature phobia? Well, like if I think about anything, I don't want it. I don't like it. And I, you know, but I mean, this is not a phobia. This is fear. He's afraid. Okay, But like, I'm just saying that like there's you're saying there is a boundary here. Yeah. If you go in too deep, like the what were they called? Tentagrades or something? Those things that look like willies. <laughs> they're these tiny, they are invisible little things that live that on our skin and can't be and killed. They, they're little worms with a mouth on them. Yeah, can't don't watch the Kurskasat on those. But they're disgusting. Y- you know, the risk this mom is probably thinking, yeah, this is a great idea, but I've got to do it so carefully because if I picked up a picture of a bug and showed it to him, he'd run from the room. At this point. Yeah, maybe. So maybe bring him to a really nice bookshop or library and right. just let him flick through these things yeah. first. But like he'd you, run screaming from a natural history museum by the sense. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because he knows they're not real in there. Yeah, they're dead. But like, I mean, he obviously has a fear completely. But sh- I mean, she has to go the other way now. She's tried so many things. She, I feel like this is worth trying. So let's Immers- say the let's take another fear then, right? So that's what you would do with it. I would one. also tell him that I bought new bed sheets that are some of this is the dark repellent. Yeah, he yeah. needs the light in his room. Some of this is the dark. In fact, I didn't know after doing that bed bugs thing that there's actually a bed bugs alarm mattress that you can get that will tell you if you've got a, a bed bugs that you can buy. What so if it goes know. off during the night? Well, then you know you got a bed book. Oh, God. Would you rather not know? No. I'd rather not know. Well, if it's darkness, is mm. the fear a really common one? Nightlight, well, perfect. That's what you do. Yeah, absolutely. They don't need to be in the dark. Why do our kids need to be in the dark in their rooms? Put mm. in a nightlight or just don't have really heavy curtains. Mm. I think, anyway. I think that. Or flashlights are great. But yeah, I mean, I know, Jerry, you're not happy with my answer there. No, I am. I just think it's not going to be easy. I think. I think that your kid is, this kid sounds deathly scared. Yes. So what she needs to do is be very careful with her language when she's talking about the books and stuff. Because in essence, children will follow your lead. And if you're not afraid of books and everything... That's a good leading place mm. to be. And then also making it seem like it's super exciting. We're going on a book hunt. Let's get out our magnifying glass and let's see if we capture them in our little glass hunt case. Them and kill them. 
Oh, you know, we no. used to do book hunts yeah. with Mikey all the time. It was so cute. Or print out a page of all different kinds of insects. Let's go see if we can find any in the environment today. And make sure that you only go outside because bugs live outside, right. not inside. We're not going to find any of these in the house because bugs only live outside. Well, it's all about you, your language. You're right. So you're trying to push past this thing where he thinks he's covered in the midnight. Yeah. But that's and a tricky one because that's an irrational fear. Yeah, that is an irrational fear. And I guess... She did a really clever thing with the spray. It did not work, though. So she might actually have to buy an actual can that says insect repellent on it, Mm. which she obviously can't put on his bedspread because she would kill him. But also she could pretend that she's bought special covers that repel them, too. But if your kid actually has, this is a really interesting question, I think, because Mm, I'm getting nervous. Kids think mad stuff all the time. That's why you can't. Allow them to go into it. Yeah, but that's why I mean about leading spray into the house. Yeah, aren't you going a little bit along the lines of going? Yeah, you're a legitimate fear here. Let's spray the place down. Well, it's a tough one because it's gotten. This one has gone a bit far. Mm. That's why I'm saying go the other direction altogether. Let's read about books. Let's educate ourselves Mm. on books. Let's show him that in the books it does not say they live in the house. They live outside. You know, these are outside things. Did you ever have a kid in your class who was so afraid of a thing that like it was disrupting the class? Were a huge thing in Kildare. Yeah. I don't know why there was so many wasps. But horseflies were way worse, I felt. Mm. If you got bitten by a horsefly, you were were bunched. I don't really know. I've had kids who are afraid of other kids in the class and that's distracting. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty rational fear sometimes, but... uh, I know, like, I have a lot of irrational fears. Mm. I do. You do. I do. And if I start thinking about them, I can't come out. Mm. So I get it. It's mm. it's not easy. Well, I'll be interested to hear how this person gets on. If you've got something similar in your yeah, life, we'd love to hear from you. Get Let's pull the information. It's really hard. Without knowing the child's personality, it's so hard to just guess. Mm. Like, if I knew this kid, I'd be like, ah, that's yeah, what we need to do. Dump a bucket of bugs over his head. <laughs> I would never do that. That's horrible to even think about it because those little moments, this is obviously on the mom's mind. Oh, well, she's not getting any sleep, darling. It's awful. Like, what what are we going to do to get more sleep Mm. here? I think Tina's given some really good advice there. If you've a similar situation, then please do get in touch. Okay, final question of the day. I am a parent of twins. They are 17 months old. Heart already goes out to this person. 17 month old twins. Feeding is extremely stressful. They don't eat as we try to feed them. They always avoid opening their mouths when we bring the spoon close. Feeding takes over an hour, three times a day. And a lot of the food is wasted, being thrown away on the floor or just remains uneaten try different foods and are still introducing new foods. We try diverting attention and then we put the spoon in their mouths. But now they're smart enough to push the spoon away or move their faces away before taking the food. At the beginning, we tried self-weaning. Don't okay. know what that is. You know, like when they really eat food, like pick it up in their hands, okay. not pureed. Which worked fine as they discovered food, but now it's worse. It's become very stressful and tiring and frustrating. Sleeping at night is also another stressful event where it takes an hour or so to put one baby to sleep. We are struggling. Please help. Any advice you have would be great. 
I just want my children to be able to eat as normal without having to spend an hour or more just for them to eat a few spoonfuls. Holy moly. Yeah, yeah. Whatever's going on in your parenting life right now, spare a thought for this parent. Tina, what do you say? Well, it's a really hard one because she's right. It's stressful. She has to get those kids fed. What Hour age? A day. What? They're one and 17 feet. months. What's that? A year and a half. Yeah. I feel like, though, when they're that age, I mean, it must be really hard to twins, but you do spend that much time feeding them, right? Like, it takes oh, a long time. That's a lot now. Yeah. For a couple of spoons? Yeah. Come on. Well, I think, isn't it, you know, they're obviously distracting each other. Mm. Also, it is okay for them to have solids now, right? Yeah. I mean, you might... You think there's too much, that the weaning is the way to go? Well, I think there's two things that mom needs to do here. One, if she's going to stick with the spoon and the pureed food, she needs to have their hands busy doing something while she's trying to feed them. If they're doing something in their hands, playing with Play-Doh or painting or something, they'll be distracted enough for her to be able to just feed them into the mouth. Okay? Like, that just works for most kids. I'd be mm. very surprised if she... I mean, there's two kids, so it's much harder for her. But if she's able to just occupy them, it's bang, bang in. They're swallowing the food. They're not even consciously eating. So hands yeah. is the treat. Also, sometimes remember when if we were struggling sometimes she's going in the car but she can't do that she's got two kids and you can't do that every time no. so but if she's desperate and they haven't eaten anything at all yeah, that I day I used to drive the car and you'd be in the back yeah and when he was distracted but definitely occupying the hands now another thing I think she might need to do is I think without realising it she might have put like a lot of pressure on the eating because it's such a stressful occasion for her you know it must be like it, that would be stressful for anyone getting the food ready everything so I think she needs to put music on. Uh, there needs to be a really happy atmosphere. She needs to have colourful plastic bowls. Right. And she needs to have different foods out there. Give them a chance to just feed themselves. Okay. Because this spooning doesn't seem to be working. Mm. So let's see if they can just freehand, you know. They pick it up and throw it on the floor. Well, they're going to do that sometimes. That's just kids, okay? But... They're more likely to explore and eat more, unless they have a problem with their swallow. Right. And there's some reason that child has to have puree. They're more likely to pick up bits of the banana and the bread and the the mashed potato and eat it themselves. You know, also, that's a great opportunity. I know this is not really good practice, but it's a great opportunity to praise the other baby and be like, oh, look at you, you're doing a great job eating. And the other baby will want to. Turn them against each other. Turn them against each other, make them competitive. But it it is a tool that can be used because they will want the praise. Yeah, this is desperation. I mean, this poor mom needs to get her kids fed. They need nourishment. Yeah, they need food. And and she means it. You are a great lad for eating your food. Also, can I just say, I know it's really hard if you've got twins. And I know you've got these set times to feed them. Sometimes those set times just don't work. And just give yourself a break. Okay, just think, okay, I've tried this. I've tried to put them in their high chairs. I've tried to make it really, you know, a set thing they do. But maybe those kids will eat better if you leave plates on a small table and they are able to just crawl up and take food when they're hungry. Because they're only one and a half. And they will get bigger and they will come to the table and eat dinners with you and have, Mm. you know, tapas and try different foods. But right now, Maybe for an easier life for that mom, just at different points of the day, she can leave food out on the table and mm. 
monitor them and watch them. Uh, I've seen Tina do this, and this does work. I mean, I don't know if they're crawling or walking yet. They'd be walking at that age, 17 months? So. So they need to be able to walk to be yeah. able to just take food because you it's don't want them very to choke cute when they're doing that. And they're like, grab a snack. Yeah, but I mean, it's all about this mom is stretched, and she's trying to do it an exact way, and sometimes that's not right. Like, there's so many times I've looked back and I thought, why did I need him to go to sleep at that time? Mm. He didn't want to, but I had an idea. That's what they say you're supposed to do. Yeah. Remember yeah, it vividly. Yeah, it's hard because you're in the you trove. And you also aren't getting enough sleep. You're not getting enough sleep. Wow. Well, look, good luck to this, mom. I know it's a short answer. Yeah, well, but the, we the do bedtime, hear back. How do know? we help her at bedtime? I mean, putting kids down, twins, I mean, it's going to take an hour. Well, I had twin cousins as well. And I can remember that was a conversation that one would wake up the other. Yeah. That then if one even, you know, tapped the side of the cot it would wake the other one yeah I do think sound boxes are amazing and music boxes for putting kids to sleep because then once they get used to being put to sleep with it when you think they're waking up you can just press it back on and yeah. it puts them they associate it with story sleep all the time though don't I about the kid next door oh that lived oh next to us because these music boxes like they're like black magic yeah if you haven't tried one we of these we used before, it for years Years. And, and we'd just put it on. I would put Tina to sleep. Yeah, well, that happened a lot a at lot, the start. Right? I was very tired. <laughs> but there was a kid next door and we were living in one of our first houses in England. And I mean, it was not right what was happening here because this kid was being put to bed at five in the afternoon and crying like right yeah. through the night. Right through the night. And so we would get in the habit of when we went to bed and we'd still hear him mm. crying. It was just awful. We'd hold the sandbox up to the wall and put him to sleep. But yeah. it, it would help him, but also it wasn't helping him really, was it? Because the mom was thinking the crying to sleep, which now That's we know is not good not. practice. Do not do that. Is working. And also when we went home to Ireland, yeah. what did he do? What happened then? I don't know. Look, good luck to this mom again. Honey, you are ruining our kid. At gmail.com is the place to email. Come on over to Patreon for the final chunk of today's episode. I'm going to do a lightning round with Tina on some of your shortest, sharpest questions around everything relating to child behavior, breaking habits and all sorts. I've got a bunch of great questions that have come in. I'm going to hit her up with those. We're going to get some quick answers and some feedback on some previous emails and how those have worked out. Patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. Tina, thank you so much. No, I'm panicking because you know I hate those kind of You better panic. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Jerry.